0: I won the riddler award five thousand dollars i owed that money to the guys helping me so it didn't even make it out of cobalt hall one of the kids liked the trophy so i give it to him i come home with a riddler jacket my cat puked on it in the garage so i threw the coat away i mean that's <laughs> the,
1: so I, you uh, pulled the same crap that the, your employer did at the grocery store when they owed you some money or two bucks and you said you want that model you look at this kid and you're like well you, you like that trophy don't you that's yeah. worth about x amount of dollars I'll that's, keep that
0: that's five grand buddy you're working <laughs> me for two years no <laughs> no <laughs>
1: <laughs> welcome to oil and whiskey and ironclad original i am josh Hinning. i'm phil gerber i'm jeremy gerber Welcome, everybody, back to the Oil & Whiskey Podcast with The Roacher Shop, an Ironclad original. Today's guest is award-winning car builder and artist, Dan Webb. We also may just have another edition of Roacher Shop Hall of Fame. Dan Webb is the owner of Webb Automotive Art out of Burton, Michigan web automotive art specializes in classic preservation restoration and historical replication that's a lot of Asians it is is. Dan's 1932 Ford Roadster put him on the map since then he has won several National Roadster show awards his custom belly tank recently won the 2023 H&H best dress flathead award at the National Roadster show Grand National Roadster show that was H&H that's from Mike but that's a pretty cool yeah. award, but I mean, Mike it's cool Herman is not exactly. award. Yeah, it's hard to
2: put a lot of merit in any Mike Herman selection. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, uh,
1: be sure to check out Web Automotive Arts website, webautomotiveart.com, and you can follow Dan on Instagram at danrweb. Dan Webb, welcome to Oil and Whiskey.
0: Thank you, guys. I appreciate you inviting me down. Appreciate this is one making we've the trip.
1: Talked about for quite a while. Your name has come up. At least four or five times as, as recommendations really? from other guests. Yeah, you're, yeah.
3: you're, more, you you're more
2: popular lying? than you know. Yeah, <laughs> believe it or not.
1: So Dan, tell us, you're like we talked about a little bit off air that um, I, I know of your work and have been a fan for quite some time. But we've never talked. We're not. We don't run the same circles. And everybody's got like a Dan Webb story, but really nobody knows that I know knows that much about you and how like good that's kind of you know, <laughs> that's, that's, that's the way I an wanted an it, elusive you know? character so so yeah take us back to the beginning of how you got your start and any interest in this field and and and
0: um, where it all began I've always um bought the little page books you know from the 60s and I got some from the very late 50s and you know, I'm almost 70 years old so you know I got them that far back but I. Uh, I worked in a grocery store and behind the grocery store was a body shop and i'd always burn i always burned all the papers because i'd walk out back and the body shop was all, i'd be looking in there and burning papers, see see what's going on in the body shop but i worked there when i was nine years old and i saved my money and uh, i bought a minibike and i think when i was 13 i had chromed the frame i mean it was it was this it was, was in michigan in michigan yeah this was is as nice as mini bike as I have ever ha- had, you know, and uh, I I think I, I was thinking I paid forty dollars to get the frame chrome and I saved my ass off for that. What and were you getting paid an hour by, back then? I, I think it was two dollars a week, but in the <laughs> forty dollars is that's a year's salary there. <laughs> that's a lot. Well, t- like I said, I started when I was nine years old there, <laughs> and I was in the beginning I was pretty stupid because they had model car kits for two dollars so i'd work all week and the lady would say do you want a model car kit and I said, sure <laughs> then i realized she's only paying like a dollar for that thing <laughs> so my wages went like right in half i was only worth like 30 cents an hour or whatever but i was happy and uh, i i did that mini bike and i took it to a, a car show indoor car show and uh i was so proud of that thing i took a second place and the other motor, there was a motorcycle, and it was uh, Ron Finch, who's world, world renowned sure. for the motorcycles. He was number one, and they didn't have any place to put me, so I was second place. Did he have a chrome at, frame? No, he didn't, but he, he had, had more money a lot than of had needed, needed. <laughs> it, it was just absolutely beautiful what, what he did, so I took a second, and I was just really proud of myself. So, you know, I went on sometime later, mm-hmm. a couple months or whatever. They had like a, a day where. The, uh, Different people would come in uh, and say, hey, you know, cu- you know, we'll take you to lunch and talk to you about maybe a career or whatever. And it was a uh, Chevrolet dealership. And I never will forget the guy. He was really tall and, and really well-dressed. And uh, he took like 10 of us to lunch. And uh, he asked me, so what have you been doing? I said, well, I, um, I did build a mini bike, And some kid spoke up, says, yeah, he took second place out of two. And and he's like that kid on The Simpsons, everything's ha ha, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so so anyway, I remember Mister Applegate the the, uh, the guy at the dealership. He looked. The kid says, "So you must be the guy that took first place." He said, "I didn't have anything there." He looked at me, and said, "Good going," you know. I thought, you know, that he made me feel pretty good because yeah. that kid made me feel like shit all the time, you know. So he didn't even try. No, he no he didn't have anything, but. And I seen him a couple of years ago. He still don't have nothing. I was so. going to ask you, what, <laughs> yeah. what's he doing today? <laughs> Not much. <laughs> Not much. But I mean, from there, I just, I think about 16 or 15, I bought a 32 Ford uh, five window coupe. That was something that would never get done. It was just pieces, you know, and, and uh, I didn't have any money. And then after that, I uh, I went to a trade school for uh, body work, you know, and I, uh, uh, Got in and really liked it. My dad was a metal finisher for GM, and uh, he did that. And at night, he put himself through GMI to be a toolmaker. But he was a really, really good metal finisher.
2: So what did, what, what does a metal finisher do it, at, at GM an OEM Actually
0: picked the dings out of the cars. I mean, they come through with little dings and pings, and, they, and he was really good at it. Made all his own tools, and I kind of picked that up too. So but they were I,
1: doing PDR before it was a thing. In, yeah, paintless dent, you know, yeah. removal.
0: Yeah, well, that's, I mean, he made all his own tools. He taught me how to, to, to do it, and it was just, it was pretty fun. And uh, I I didn't know any better. I didn't know what else to do. And Vietnam War was going on. I had to decide, you know, what am I going to service or am I going to go do something else? And I uh, I chose to uh, get into body shop. And um, from that point, it was, uh, you know, I I I guess I should say that when I went to the um, uh, the trade school, I had uh, I just learned that the, my teacher I had there just passed away uh, like a month ago. He was only like six years older than me, and I went to dinner with him and his wife last year. And I said, I would have never listened to you if I knew you were twenty two <laughs> years old. <laughs> but he was he was so cool. What he did, he he told me. He said, you know, uh, took all the kids in the class. And they had some kids that just didn't want to learn nothing. Yeah. He said, well, you know, if you come to my class and you just sit there and don't steal nothing, don't be disrespectful or steal anything, you can sleep and I will not fail you. You got plenty of time to do that on your own. You got the rest of your life. <laughs> you you know? got the rest of your life to do that. And I never will forget that. But he turned out a lot of really, really good kids. And I think the reason I got in there is because of my high school. My shop teacher knew that I could metal finish. But when I, after um, that, I went into an Oldsmobile dealership, and I metal finished, and painted, and um, 19 early '71, and uh, you know, when they had steel, good steel, and everything, and uh, it was a great career for nine years, and then I went on my own. So, but uh, you know, I, I, I painted um, at night i would paint race cars at the Oldsmobile dealership i worked at they they owned a couple of race cars some door slammers and i'd always paint them so i mean i'd go to work at eight in the morning and work till midnight every day i mean that was just i mean that's just what you do if you want to survive or, or, or actually thrive i guess so right it worked out good
1: you know so 71 to 80 here at the Oldsmobile
0: dealership And that's 71 to 79. Okay.
1: So they're, they're ushering in, I mean, you're seeing some plastics and Endura bumpers and stuff like that coming in
0: at this point. Just like, um, oh, maybe grill, uh, little grill pieces and everything. But I, I literally quit painting when I couldn't get a nitrocellular slacker. I did every, and I soldered everything. I mean, I, I soldered everything. I gas welded everything. The body shop I worked in didn't even have a wire welder. The, them old guys in there they didn't I mean they they didn't know what a wire well they didn't they didn't want anything it shot fire or, or or you know I mean they once you pull the trigger your welding that's right. just that's just not heard of you know
1: then you wash your hands at the end of the day with lacquer thinner and get everything <laughs> off of them and- your face <laughs> yeah. and, and just to let
0: you know on a serious note I've been through lung cancer to prove it okay I've had my left upper level most of my left uh, lung removed with lung can malignant lung cancer, and I've been in different forms of lung, uh, cancer in my life, and I um, I attribute a lot of it to that, you know. And I mean, but it's okay. I'm I'm fine now, and I was smart enough to get away from it. And I just I didn't see many old painters at the time. Seeing a lot of old body men, right? But the old painters. I mean, the guy that was. I mean, these guys were metal finishers, and they soldered everything. And the guy that was a big influence on me was only about five foot three. And he was drinking all the time. I was going to him, ask you. I, he, I, he said he quit drinking when they took running boards off cars. I says, well, why did you get back into body work? He says, because they couldn't make enough drinking. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean. That I was going to ask too. you
1: back in those days. I mean, uh, that's been the joke about painters all the time. Who drank more, the metal guys or the paint it, guys?
3: Um, paint guys were working with their high all the time yeah they yeah but they had to keep it
1: up after it was <laughs> you, over yeah
0: um i think that painters were turbocharged body man you know because <laughs> they got the drink and then they got the <laughs> the pnt 90 and uh it's horrible I, when i think back on that i think like, god you
2: know we grew up in the body shop business you know my dad and his yep. dad and his dad were in auto glass and auto collision and mm-hmm. as a kid it always seemed like the painter looked like that was the glamorous position. He was the one that still to this day, like in the in the hot rod world, painter's the one that gets you know all the fame. And growing up it's like that's what I want to do. I want to be the painter. And you know, as a little kid, you'd be in there at eight, nine, ten years old. I can even remember back then the motherfuckers were crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> crazy. I didn't it, I, <laughs> the, I didn't only work, the painters, you know. The, <laughs> I
0: didn't work with any painter that was was all there, trust me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean I just uh, I, I think back on it, and I, I'm i lucky I lived through it.
1: Well, the EPA, it goes to show you the EPA has been right on a few
0: things. There was some they, stuff that... They were on the button on that one, I can tell you. We, I remember going over to my buddy's house, and we painted a 59 uh, T-Bird a white lacquer in his garage with no, no fan and no mask, and we got done, and we couldn't find the service door and the thing to get out of there. <laughs> yep. And I thought... At the times, oh, that's no big deal, you know. But like I say, then you're in you go and you find out you have lung cancer and, and uh you know think back about all it those changes things. all well, it was it's nobody's fault but my own.
1: But everybody I mean it's it's not like anybody was out there saying like, Hey, that's a bad thing.
0: Everybody you
1: know, just everybody just did it. Why did you like lacquer so much?
0: Um the smell. <laughs> 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 the smell. No my daughter's here (laughs) it was it was the smell (laughs) Um, well actually the only other thing we had was Dulux the old Dulux enamel okay and uh, that have you ever heard of anybody hot plating enamel where they would take a a big like a a big bucket of water and put it on a hot plate and pop the cap or the top on a gallon of paint and put it in there and let it warm up used to burn body shops down all the time and it was you'd warm warm that up and you didn't reduce it or nothing you sprayed it on it laid right out flat hmm. no no peel no nothing and the first one of those I did it was a like a late 60s um Chrysler station wagon and I and it went on and it dries slow it only had one run and it started over here on this side of the headlight you know it went all the way around the car over here to the other side. You know? no, <laughs> just so just the one, just the <laughs> one run. Just the one run, but it was a big one. So, so of a wave, <laughs> you know, And when I did that, I just I panicked because I'd never seen anything like that. The old the old uh, body man says, "Come on!" And he got a five gallon uh, enamel reducer, rags, and we just started wiping the crap right off the car. And I thought when you hold up the side trim and be like oh it looked like a damn mountain scene
3: down the whole side of the car and it used and to be like the old painter body man like uh joke is you you spray it on till it's dripping off the bottom and then cut it with a razor blade right yep.
0: yeah no kidding yeah you spray the no, runs out okay no yeah, run it to the bottom yeah. <laughs> just. yeah you can't even get lacquer anymore i mean uh, for what i hear uh, but i mean <clears throat> it was more of a more of a job painting it I've had that talk with Jeremy and some other painters. You had to work it. I mean, with lacquer, there was days that we didn't even paint in the body shops. I mean, oh, in the summer when it got real humid and everything, anything you painted was going to turn blushy, you know, chalky, you know, like look like crap, you know. And uh, you know, I mean, it's hard to tell a customer your car's not going to be ready for you know until the, <laughs> the weather turns better, <laughs> until it gets nice. Uh, heat, heat lamps or nothing would do that, and then. Uh, and uh, I'll tell you a quick heat lamp story. When I was painting, uh, I don't know what, 98 Oldsmobile. We took the, the uh, uh, vinyl top and pulled it up because we put a quarter panel on it. And, they'd, and they were going to prime it. I primed it all up and everything. And I taped that up. And the guy said, uh, come on, let's go down and have a quick drink. So I had this big heat lamp on there. About four and a half hours later, when I, they, <laughs> <laughs> when they could leave the bar and took me back there. The vinyl top looked like a potato chip on the roof <laughs> it was just all <laughs> curled up and uh i that's where my money went that week i bought them that guy a new vinyl top for his car you know you got be before the it. supplement days whatever we
1: gotta <laughs> yeah top in there you gotta be yeah, careful I mean, with it, those heat lamps yeah, it, we had
2: a guy well craig pfluger Years and years ago, he was working on Bill's thirty-two roadster. I don't know this story. Yeah, and he had he was something under the day. He was doing mm-hmm. like some upholstery work, and he decided he's going to put a heat lamp on something to cure something. I don't know what the hell it was, but forgot about it and you come back and you just see it was like a like half a football raised up in the paint on the cowl. And oh yeah, like <laughs> oh, <giant> yeah. <laughs> <bubble>. <laughs> <laughs> try to match that somewhere else, yeah. right? I took it. Yeah. Out. I kind of settled down a little bit. It yeah. always kind of <laughs> left a little bit of a ring. Yeah.
0: I wouldn't even know how to work on the new cars i mean the, you look at them and everything they're just so do they do they work on them anymore or just replace they just replace you know when i was at the old dealer we had a we had a place where we always sat and drank coffee in the morning and uh it was like against the wall here and then there's a couple toolboxes maybe about 10 feet away from that was an old drive-on frame rack you know the old the old, old style oh, yeah. you know and and uh you just have to get on there with a come along and everything, pull the things around, use a rosebud torch and heat them up. Over pull it, little yeah, spring hope, back. Yeah, <laughs> and hope it, yeah. So anyway, they had a 98 olds that set out and it came in, they took it apart and didn't have the parts so they set it outside. It was late, late in the, the fall. So they got the parts back and they drove it in and put it up on the frame rack. So we're all sitting there and a the guy looked and looking out the frame rail was a big old rat. And so the rat had got up in the frame rail, he was living up there, and he said, like, "What the hell's going on around here you know <laughs> so the the old the old uh, frame guy he was he was quite a drinker too, <laughs> but he stood out on to get rid of him. He took the rosebud torch and he he just started gassing the thing out. he's got this rosebud torch going just going in going the frame rail. and I do not know what he thought, but all of a sudden he struck uh, you know to, like oh. and the biggest boom. You could ever imagine, and we look on the wall over there, there's that rat stuck to the wall. I mean, like a potato gun. Out, out. I mean, he shot went about, out of the frame rail. He 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 run about 600 miles an hour, I think, <laughs> you know. But I mean, shot him right out of a frame rail. We've <laughs> never thought of that. <laughs> yeah. What do you really what good. do you think it's going to yeah. do? <laughs> uh,
1: straighten that frame rail up if it needed pulling. <laughs> Man, we're all standing there all
0: stunned, like Jesus, you know. But. Uh, anyway pretty good <laughs> yeah that's all my body shop story so
1: yeah. what made you want to go out on your own what
0: well actually uh, what what i did what i did not to mm-hmm. bring you down but uh i i found out my mom was dying so they said she had too much to live so i went in the office i said i need two months off well we can't do that if we did that for you we'd have to do it for everybody i, said, I understand so i went on my own worked for myself 1979 and never worked for anybody else again you know so you know did what you had to do then yeah yeah you know, i did i did the right thing you know and i'm glad i did i help me i'd probably still be over there you know painting well they don't have oldsmobiles no more so did, I think they went out of business anyway i mean
1: if you weren't planning this you didn't have jobs lined up or anything like that you just had you know word of mouth people knew that you went on your own and could fix some stuff and you were doing body shop stuff then on your no, own No,
0: nobody sh- i never did body shop work at home i did i painted race cars and like specialty stuff and, and uh i did a Ferrari and then I did another one and a couple more and just started doing those. And, you know, I found out it's always better to reinvent yourself. Like every couple of years, do something and then eh, you do something else. You don't ever get tired, you know? So I did those and painted a fair amount of race cars and, you know, funny cars, uh, top fielder, extras and all that stuff. And I realized that's, you know, they were always, they would call and say, hey, I need. I, you know, I just crashed my car. I said, Well, when do you need it? He said, oh, I needed it yesterday. I'd say, Well, you should have crashed it a month ago. Because <laughs> you know, we're, you know, we can't, you know. And then we worked around the clock and, you know, did a lot of that working around the clock in my life.
2: And uh, That's and one thing uh, that still hasn't changed. You know, a lot's changed in this world, but success to get it working around the clock is yep. usually
0: the only way to, to no get it. There's no clocks. There's no clocks in good shops, you know. I mean, I mean, right. and it doesn't. Time doesn't mean anything, you know. I mean, you just
1: um, well, especially when there's when there were guys out there and there still is that that wouldn't do it, you know. Right. Like you said, right. if if you've got the choice of the guy, you know, I I need it done by next weekend. I've got to you know put the motor in it. and I got to go racing, mm-hmm. you know. You've got the the guy that says yes, and you're mm-hmm. not going to let him down if you've told him yes. So right. what that takes is, you know. Working around the clock and not sleeping, then you got the other guy that's exactly. just going to say no. I don't
0: want to. Can't, yeah. I can't do it. Oh, I know.
1: Or he's going to tell him yeah, and then burn him, and yeah. that guy's not going to go back to that guy anymore right. because he's, he's already burned him once. And
0: he tells a whole bunch of people, so you know that's not a way to run a business.
1: And then the word gets out that you know it doesn't really matter. Dan will take care of it. Yeah. You know, yeah. it doesn't matter. You know, he'll turn it around in no time, and it'll be great. Then you yeah. get more and more of those guys coming, and then you have to work more and more. And then around the, problem, the clock. The
0: problem you what happens is. When you do a when you save somebody really big, then they say, "Well, it only took you three days." So every <laughs> job from that day forward should only take you three days. <laughs> yeah. You know, set that precedence. Yep. Yeah, Were you
2: doing like graphics work, lettering, or is this is? Uh, I
0: I would always bring jobs? in uh, Jim Mitchell from Fort Wayne, Indiana, and he'd airbrush all the grills and the headlights and the. Another another serious serious drinker. Yeah, <laughs> he would. He would. He would come to my place he stayed at my house and in the morning he'd have cheerios with beer on it that's a little strong that's a hardcore that's yes. hardcore. but he would be so i mean his work is this he's world renowned and uh we did a lot of work together and had a lot of fun doing it but i'm glad mm-hmm. it's over with you know
1: how long did that last doing the drag cars and and especially painting ferraris and all that stuff before you started getting into
0: i quit painting in 1990, and the last car I did was nitrocellulose lacquer, which that's what I always used. I used uh, the old nitrocellulose, or the Ferraris are always done in what was called Salci, and it come in a liter, and I'd get it right from Italy. And um, when I couldn't get that stuff anymore, I just liked that enamel. I mean, they I don't know if you remember back in the old days, they had Imran, remember Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that guy selling an imran would come to you and say this is the best stuff for show cars when he left your place he'd he'd go to a place that paints dump trucks this is the best stuff for this dump truck and this dumpster i mean they were trying to push this off and and it literally um a a good friend of mine painted a lot of that and he died really young and it just it did it actually something attacked his nerve system
1: yeah i've heard uh, some horror stories on that Imron stuff.
0: Yeah, it just kind of like crystallized your lungs, and and uh, I just, it wasn't that important. I didn't think I didn't think painters were very glamorous anyway. I thought they were, you know, I never looked at it that way. <laughs> I, I, well, I saw. As I got a little older, I realized that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> As a kid. Yeah. 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 I, I, I always thought I was the last guy on the project, so nobody. They are. The money was all gone by then, you know. I yeah, see so, upholstery shop. Yeah. 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 Shops, yeah. 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 That's same thing, you know, but. uh... That was about it on that so, so when you're done painting
1: well, i mean you've got an idea of what you want to do then
0: i was uh doing some hot rod stuff always always did that you know i messed around taught myself how to weld used to used to go clean a machine shop just to just to be around the machines you know go in there and mess with stuff and everything and uh, make little things and everything it was just it's the only way i could get to, to do that you know i mean uh, there, there wasn't a lot of uh, you couldn't go on YouTube or this or that or learn how to do that stuff you
1: know, so. so when what's the first big car what's the chain of events that starts getting your name out there in in the hot rod world of like holy shit, this dude's like
0: a genius I, a genius. <laughs> Well, I, that, I, I've never heard that. Oh you, yeah, that's that still not happened yet. <laughs> no, <laughs> I thought
3: that's where he was going to go with that. <laughs> no,
1: no, we're, we're still not hearing that. You've done and some that. wild and crazy shit. I don't think you give yourself enough credit, but oh, yeah. and, like, what was that first thing where you even started realizing, like, oh, that, like people are taking notice of of my skill set, my talent, what I can do.
0: Some of the Ferraris are pretty nice. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of the some of the paintwork on those uh, Daytona spiders. 275 four cams, uh four ten Super Americas. Wow. You know, and they were, you know, million dollar plus cars. And uh one day I walked in my shop and I started looking. I had a CSX thirty forty five, an original four twenty seven Cobra in there. And I'm looking, I got I got four and a half million dollars worth of cars in here. And I got about five hundred thousand dollars worth of insurance, you know? <laughs> and so I thought that's I got to rethink this stuff. Yeah, no more heat lamps. That's for <laughs> no sure. No more heat lamps. I wasn't good with those. No more hot plates. <laughs> no more <heat laughs> hot plates. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, uh, tell us about the the your first. I'm going to go for. Were you trying to go for the Riddler? What was the
0: mean? No, I di- I really didn't go for it. I was uh, I just built the car. Something I wanted to build. I was wanted a 32 Ford Roadster, you know, and. Um, when I got it ready to upholster, I was having Bobby Griffey in Knoxville, Tennessee, upholster it. And he said, Dan, go for that Rittler Award. <laughs> yeah. a, when you're in the South, it's the Rittler Award. right? But, um, and I didn't even think anything about it. And uh, we took it up there, and it was just, just what they wanted to see, I guess, you know. But uh, I did that, and I went to a couple car shows and realized that this is not for me. <laughs> this... I mean, we were in, we went to uh, Toronto, and I took like a sixth place award, sixth place trophy. And uh, I think everybody, but it was a club deal, just like Detroit. It's a pretty much a club award, and uh, I everybody in the club beat me. I mean, if you got a thirty five Buick with an Airstream trailer, gave him second place. So. I asked the guy and I took a piece of aluminum, I made aluminum roof and painted both sides, finished, metal finished both sides and painted it. Well, I thought that was pretty good work, you know? The guy told me, he says, you need to do something with a headliner in that. I says, what do you mean? He says, you need to glue velour or something a in there. Tweed in there or something. I, I said to my kid that works, there, I said, Ronnie, come here, come here. And I was kind of in shock. He says, what's that boss? I says, tell me exactly what time it is. He says, "Why is that?" I says, "I want to remember this when I met the dumbest human being in the face of the earth." And he uh, he he told me, he says, "You know, I I don't know anything about hot rods." He says, "I've never I've never painted a car or upholstered a car or even hot rod or anything about them, but I know what I like." Now this is Detroit you're talking about. It wasn't in Detroit. It was somewhere else. <laughs> So no, this this was after Detroit. So anyway, he uh he, he said that to me. I, I know what I like. I said I like baseball, but they never asked me to ump the World Series. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the mentality I had. I was running into and I thought, you know, if you can't do what I'm doing, don't tell judged, me where I went right? wrong. That's and I, so- I've seen I've seen people just destroyed with uh Again, we're talking about being up all night working. um, Maybe not buying a new couch for your wife because you're buying a set of wheels or this or that or something else. And all the hours and go somewhere and have some guy that's never did what you've done tell you where you went wrong. So that was short-lived. I I still go. uh, Well, I go to the the, uh, Roacher Show. Uh, John Buck and Kevin Doyle Mm -hmm. have got it figured out. They... um, they put on the best sh- show, and that's the one you got to go to. You know, right? You it's
1: go- wild to hear you say that about like that negative experience because <clears throat> going back to thirteen, you know, taking second place to Finch, I was happy. That 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 was like a you know a major turning point for mm-hmm. you and pushing you to think, and then the exact opposite when you start like seeing behind the curtain, you are like,
0: well, this is like maybe maybe I didn't turn into a moron until it was like thirty or something. I don't, know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but I was happy with a second, but. Right. I wasn't happy with a six. Well, you're happy with a second when you could see the difference. Yeah. Well, I, I had every, I had every rate to lose. You know, Ron uh, Finch. He's still building motorcycles. He's, he's my friend, and he's, he's incredible. You know. Well, like,
1: I think the main takeaway is not it's not the fact of of because you got six or or, the, or you have to win or any of that kind of stuff. Um. Like you said, it's the it's who's who's making that beauty contest decision. You know, and and who's
0: and it's. It, it's it's just a um, opinion. Yeah. And I told them before, I said, "Here's here's how you judge these shows. Where's the top 10 cars? Take them, put them on the floor, tell them the trophy's 10 miles up the road at the Holiday Inn parking lot first one there wins." You know? You never hear John Force say, "You know, I think I won that round." You know who won that round? Right. And maybe, I mean, maybe they'd build different cars, too. I mean, you see some of those cars they are not really cars. No. And uh I don't
2: know what their value will ever be. My, my problem with all that is there's never... It's never judged at all by how likable or how well executed or what the style of that car is. You know, like, I could look at just pictures from afar of, let's say there's 10 cars. I can tell you the winner. Like, mm-hmm. the, the coolest looking car. Mm-hmm. Not, I mean, that's my opinion. Right. But mm-hmm. I think it's right, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, no. Yeah. But like you look you at some said,
1: of these, and you're like... Just because it's got car? enhancements, I mean, yeah. the number of... it. If mm-hmm. you take... You know, a woman and do, you know, fifty enhancements to her, and you. That like, doesn't mean she's going to be beautiful. You could tell that she's probably been enhanced. Depends on what right? you're enhancing. Or to, well, yeah, <laughs> but you could also enhance. You know, you start fucking around too much, you've enhanced, uh, you know, the beauty away. You can over-enhance. Okay. Over- okay. When you say
0: 50, what are you starting out with? A potato or something? <laughs> <laughs> or <what? laughs> Jesus Christ. You see some of these,
1: you know... He watches Keeping Kardashian. with the Kardashians. You get, yeah, yeah you made get out a little, of plastic. You get a little carried away on stuff. And it's yep. it's became, in the car show thing, it's about, you know... Level of difficulty and the amount of modifications and stuff like that. Well, modify yeah. it
3: just to modify it to say yeah, yeah. Did
0: yeah. something to it. I seen one uh, guy at, at a deal. He said, he, "I've got 157 body modifications." I said,
3: it "Still, I built shit. my
0: body uh, from scratch. Is that one modification, <laughs> or how many is that? You
2: know, how yeah. many do you give yourself?" Right. <clears throat> and if you would have maybe done like 60 body modifications mm-hmm. instead of the 157, it would have looked. a little oh
1: it'll a be it'll be better. 150 body modifications to a you know yeah a zephyr yeah. Yeah. or you know a, a split window vet I was yeah. like well yeah. you you, yeah. you fucked it up yeah. 157 yeah. times you did yeah,
0: yeah so i just the, feel bad for the guys that really really take it serious yeah you know i mean and and i've told guys before that if you don't win you don't have to leave that car there you get to take home the car you like you know yeah, whose
1: responsibility is that's the shop's responsibility that falls on the shop to level those expectations appropriately to that customer that comes in that's like, I've got a blank checkbook, and we're going to win no, X show. I'd, to, I'd tell him to, I can't Exactly. I, but there's shops out there that be like, mm-hmm. yep, let's do it. Let's yep. spend all oh, that money. Yep. And then that guy's got that expectation yeah. because he's done it. We're oh, he's going gonna to win. He's, he's going to win.
0: I told a guy once before, a guy asked me about winning the uh, Riddler Award. I said, well, that's thirty-five or forty grand. He said, you can build me a car for 35. I said no, for 35 I can build you a really really cool trophy. For 40 grand it'll spray water. You know, that's all you want is a trophy. You know. You know, so
3: I you got to have the experience though cuz like how many times have we been devastated by not winning in a war that you think you have the best car and then mm-hmm. after one or two of those you're in your same position. You're like, well, mm-hmm. fuck you, you don't know what you're looking at. Right? You've got all the right. confidence you know what you built, you think it's a mm-hmm. better car in your mind, but until you uh, have right. built your body of work and see everything and yeah. then
1: working with the customer if you start that process out of like let's let's build you what what you most want right? right let me tell tell us the things you want the car to do and maybe look like right you've came to us for a reason right right and we're gonna work together and make you as happy as humanly that's possible that's perfect then then that guy's gonna be happy with the car regardless of what anybody else tells him if you set it up where We're gonna. We need this award or this show for validation. No matter how good of a job you did with that car, that guy now looks at you and be like, "Well, what did you fuck up?"
3: The million dollars you spent is all validated by that guy's. Yeah, and it could
1: still be probably a good car, but now in in his mind it's like, yeah, nothing
0: to do with it? Right. It it goes to Mm -hmm. Barrett Jackson sells for nothing because he's. And you know what? Don't put yourself in that position. Just tell him I'll build you something that you know we'll all like, and uh, I can't guarantee that a guy who you know, maybe he used to be in Cub Scouts and he can't be in that anymore, so now he's going to judge car shows or whatever, you know? Right. Uh, we're not even going to appeal to those people. And we'll build you a nice car. And if you don't win, you don't have to leave it there. You get to take it home and enjoy it and use it. And, and
2: uh, Yeah. You know, anything else, you're asking for trouble. You are. You I know? think Brent's 70 Chevelle is a good example of that. You know, we built a, a black and white 70 Chevelle just finished it up, and the customer, he's been taking it around a variety of indoor car shows, and kind of towards the tail end of the build, you know, he kind of casually dropped on me that he's, he had another like a 37 Ford Roadster that he did all the indoor car shows, and then started asking, well, how do you think this thing's gonna do? How do you think it's gonna judge? And do you think we need to put the valve stem here and rotate the tire here? And I'm like, man, I I don't know, like, I'm just trying to make the thing yeah. Like Mm-mm. really cool and fix all the things that don't look good on a 70 Chevelle and make them look good. Right. And he's taken the car all over and it's very subtle. But it hasn't won any major awards. But to me it's like a victory. I'm very pleased with I love the car. And he loves the car. And every time he takes it somewhere, he'll text me and he'll say, Yeah, we we won like this. We didn't win in the big war. We won this. But man, I'm looking at this car. I've been here all weekend. This is the fourth-fifth time he's had it at a show. And I'm seeing all sorts of little details. I still haven't seen all these details. And man, this is cool. And that's when cool. this that's looks winning. so good. That's like, winning. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's winning. That's
0: cool. Right that's, I'm happy with that. That's <laughs> the way I do my stuff. I have people keep finding stuff and they'll say, have you been doing more on that? No. Well, they just keep digging, you know, and yeah. find more. If, if you're building stuff to try to win something, man, I think it's, it's you know, I, you know, I still go to the show. We went to the, we the Roaches show with that belly tank we did, and we didn't compete at all. I didn't have a, I didn't have a number or nothing, and I got a uh, Steve Frisbee Award of Excellence, which is really a cool thing, and, and I give them to the guys that work for me, you know? Right, yeah. Well, should I ever tell them about the, my trophy? Okay.
2: <laughs> Here we go.
0: <laughs> I won the Riddler Award. <clears throat> $5,000. I owed that money to the guys helping me so it didn't even make it out of Cobo Hall. One of the kids liked the trophy, so I give it to him. I come home with a Riddler jacket, my cat puked on it in the garage, so I threw the coat away. I mean, that's... (laughs) (laughs) So you
1: pulled the same crap that your employer did at the grocery store when they owed you some money, or two bucks, and you said you want that model, you look at this kid and you're like, well, you, you like that trophy, don't you? That's yeah. worth about X amount of dollars. I'll that's, that's five grand, buddy. You're working <laughs> me for two years. No.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> Actually, he just give it back to me, and I give it to the owner that owns the car now, which I thought that, and that's a story. Um, when I sold the car, it went to, uh, um, went to one guy, and, and he resold it to mike salinas okay the top field uh dragster driver and he told me a couple months ago when i we went to dinner he says that's the first car i went down the drag strip in so he was drag racing that thing which is you know good for him because most of those guys huh. don't even drive those cars you know right. he was just burning the wheels off it i made i and i told uh, somebody you tell that guy that bought that car if he wants a goddamn race car <laughs> go build one <laughs> well <laughs> Yeah, that's crazy uh, yeah and he did he built the, that new top fielder shirt. He's, <laughs> he's killing them, you know but <laughs> but I mean that's one that got used yeah I mean for every one of those there's one throw in the corner that doesn't doesn't do nothing you know
2: yeah and some of those win awards and they're never remembered and like you said you brought that belly tanker out and you said you didn't enter it for anything Mm-mm. which interesting story there is you brought that uh and the Golden Submarines, Golden that, yeah. that was out at Detroit. Do you remember that? Of course oh, there, okay. I, re, I remember that. I don't remember what year, but I uh, also don't remember 2008. any... 2008. Okay, I also <laughs> don't remember any other cars there, and I don't remember what won the Riddler there. Really? But what I do remember is that car. Yeah. And it's I didn't compete th- for nothing. Yeah, in that but it there. was there. It was, yeah. I mean, absolutely breathtaking. I, remember I can remember st- every aspect. I can remember staring at, like, vividly remembering how the metal was finished, how it was polished, how you could still just see the... You know, the, they use the apparent metal obviously to weld it but you can just yeah. faintly see the weld yeah. seams and they're flawlessly finished and both like,
0: sides inside,
2: gosh, uh, inside 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 yeah. and outside both yeah i probably spent more time just you know well, I, I appreciate hearing that of that's that neat. but that's i mean that to me i mean my opinion doesn't really mean anything but that's a well i a, mean a great award that that's so that lived on forever i couldn't tell you what yeah. what won the award the
3: so I when are you gonna paint it <laughs> i heard that <laughs> uh, of
0: everybody i know one guy said to me and he's a painter from california uh when are you going to paint it i said what color would i paint it he said silver
2: <laughs> <laughs> of course. I said,
3: no really said, make it look Ugh. like metal silver that's, that
2: yeah. is the, that's the problem with when any any time somebody looks at something in yep. bare metal yep yeah needs to be silver
0: you be- know you know why i did all that the, the bare metal cars because a guy was on TV in one of those big-time car wrestling shows that they have on, you know, and he made the comment, Buddy's my buddy. Huh. And I thought, nah, he's my buddy, you know? <laughs>
1: what I, Before, I was going to br- go into that car, but the thing I remember about that car <clears> is, <throat> like you said, I spent more time at, at Detroit looking at that car than anything else, and it was the only time, probably to this day, maybe one other car I'd have trouble but every single like dead-on view if it was dead on from the front dead on from either side or dead on from the back it was it was beautiful yeah and and you've got like you've got symmetry like like crazy especially from the rear you know and you're looking Mm -hmm. in in like concentric rings with the spine on the inside and just everywhere you looked it was kind of like one of those things you know we've been to car shows for 25 fucking years or whatever. And there's always that car and you have to, you look at it and you finally get to a spot and you're like, "Oh, that looks cool." But as soon as you move to like right here, you're like, ugh. Yep. You know, the roofline's kind of fucked up or the mm-hmm. you know, fender line or wheelbase is off or something like that." That car there, like you could have a full poster layout of dead on front view, dead on side view, you get it yeah. from a front three-quarter and you're just like, it's a, I don't know if it's from the shape of the body or what. Everything about it was just like.
2: It's because of how it is. Dude. Because of how it is. Yeah. <laughs> just It is how it is.
0: Do you want me to tell you we planned that right down to the T? Because <laughs> yeah. we didn't. Okay. <laughs> and I just. it it's just got to look. How did that car come about? And Actually, when we are talking about cars, the car before that car was Ashley's little black roadster, that wedge sure. that roadster. That came with, prefer- before? Yeah, that was before. That. That's in their home. Oh, And, yeah, it's... That thing's cool looking. It's... uh, And and the neat thing about that is her and I worked on that. And she was 15 years old. Really? And I always said, if your kid's with you, doing what you're doing, and you're not in trouble, your kid won't be in trouble either. And, I mean, she worked on that. I got pictures of her with rubbing compound all over and just smiling, holding the frame rail. We made a frame rail. She's smiling at me. But, uh, you know that car was 2005, and we had that at SEMA in the Ford booth. That thing was all like the, that, so cartoon
1: proportions, but yeah, like but still car. It worked, and yeah. that cut down Miller like front end. You yeah. know, everything was
2: just like. In, two, in, big, in 2005, it was hard to understand it though. It was so yeah, yeah so you didn't know what you're looking. Yeah, at. it was so beyond yeah. like where we were. Yeah, yeah, it, it, was, it like was it was funny.
0: So cool, but yeah. you didn't get it, like yeah. Well, yeah. you know, you were getting there, you know. Yeah. But um, but uh, we got a
3: set of Dayton wires, in big diameter. <laughs> yeah. After yeah. that, yeah, did that, you? That speedster yeah. we yeah. built, yeah. Uh, good. It's I
0: mean, they're and, and actually, I think that kind of rejuvenated Dayton wire yeah. wheel because they were kind of there was a slow spot, you know, and uh, that that sold some wheels. for And Charlie told me it it definitely helped, you know. But and uh, we had it in the Ford booth and. They they told me, you got to come up with a name for it. I'm not a guy to name cars, you know? I don't. What's your car's name? Bill? I don't, I don't name shit, you know? <laughs> That's a good name. It's yeah. a good car name. <laughs> but uh, I said Wedgie. And at the time they said, no, no, we don't. You can't use a name like Wedgie. I thought, Jesus.
2: Well, let's go with Bill then. Then I don't-, <laughs> then oh, I don't oh, How about Bill? <laughs> I don't have anything better then, <laughs> yes. it's, but- They didn't uh, want
0: to go with Wedgie, huh? Perfect, it, that's what it was. It was right. a little wedge in there, you know. Yeah. what's the wheelbase p- on that? Uh, 96. Seven. Yeah, <laughs> 96.
2: What, wow. was, what was that powered by?
0: Uh, a, a little Zach Speed IndyCar motor. I went in uh, down to in Detroit and to a guy's shop I know, and there was this motor sitting there. Man, that's a weird looking thing. Yeah, that piece of junk. So, um, uh, I said, Can I have it? He says, It's a piece of junk. So I took it home, remade everything, remade everything. Spun the head around 180 degrees so the exhaust was going on the other way. Everything worked, you know? And we made everything out of titanium and, and uh, all the injection and just everything. I mean, that car was so hand-built, you know, a little V-shaped radiator with a water pump built in the middle of it. But her and I built all that. And uh, I mean, I was so proud of her, I mean, she was right there with me and she was still in high school and that was on the cover of router's journal. I remember it. And, uh, and and Coonan told me, he said, we had a mop bucket sitting beside that. And it was, it was perfect. There was no variation in anything. He said, it was just like a perfect, uh, picture of, there was no, no, uh, what would it be like, uh, refraction? Yeah. Yeah. He said, it was just, it was just perfect. And uh, I actually think if any car really got me going after thinking about, it, probably that one. I mean that car.
1: Is uh, that single stage or base coat clear?
0: Uh, single stage. I didn't paint that though. Did you not? I was done painting. I was done painting at that point. Um, the, my my uh, 32 was the last one I did, and when I quit, I quit. You know.
1: Well, if you're gonna like, it's interesting. I'm trying to pick up a little bit of a theme there because. You're very humble, but at the same time when you're gonna put your work out there, like you said, you did, you did that in bare metal because you heard the guy say Putty's my buddy. So you're it's kind of a, it's a, it's a soft flex of like, oh well, look at this. But then when the when you Subtle did paint one, finger. it's it's
0: fucking black, like the yeah. absolute worst, yeah. <laughs> hardest one to do. Well, you know, it could have been orange the way it was going. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I mean, and there's no filler in that. <clears throat> this all hammered out and everything too, you know. And I mean, just look at the seats. The seats are. I mean, yeah. everything on that thing was handy. And that thing's and, cool. And then we, then after cool. that, uh, we did the the uh, sub. The sub was uh, on the cover of Roder's Journal also, and uh, that was a good old days for me. I mean, I just couldn't wait for that book to come out and yeah. see. I mean, they, and it, it was the book. I mean, when you, ha- I mean, it's like that's yeah, like sure winning was. the Kentucky Derby or something to be on that and. Uh, <laughs> it, it was funny. A, a quick story. I don't know if you know who A.J. Watson is. He was an IndyCar builder from Indianapolis. Okay. And he was down to uh, PRI, and uh, he came over to uh, Gary Schroeder's booth. I, and Gary Schroeder's my dear buddy. I sent that sub down there, and uh, it was sitting in his booth. And he came by well, three or four old IndyCar guys. And they stood there, and they just kept looking at the sub. And A.J. Watson was really soft-spoken, didn't ever swear or nothing. He goes, this guy just fucked it up for everybody. <laughs> he walked away. <laughs> I thought, well, that's as good as it's gonna get for me, you know?
1: Recently on Change Agents with Andy Stumpf, Andy sat down with former Force Recon Marine, DOD contractor and co-founder of Save Our Allies, Chad Rubichaud, to discuss saving American allies left behind following the withdrawal from Afghanistan.
2: Probably 100,000 people swarming on the airport. People are being trampled to death. Picture yourself as like a 20-year-old going there wanting to teach English at a school or provide medical aid to women. She has her blue passport. She has to go to a Taliban fighter with an AK-47 who's murdering people in the street. That's just not going to happen.
1: Never. Miss an episode. Subscribe to Change Agents with Andy Stump, wherever you get your podcasts, and get the full cinematic experience on YouTube at This Is Ironclad. Well, how did that all come about?
0: Of the car? Yeah. Just- uh, well, the, the, there was an original Golden Saw built in 1817. Right. Harry Miller is, you know, if you ever read about Harry Miller, he's the he's the god, you know. And uh, I I just was thinking, what would a hot rod version of that look like? Maybe if he was here today, you know, not saying he would, what would he do just to kind of speed the thing up? And maybe if he had some of the parts, you know, I mean, that rear, the center section is all machined out of a billet of aluminum. I mean, everything is... Steering wheel, everything was handmade, you know. And those aren't expensive cars. I didn't have a lot of money in because we do everything right by, by, by hand, hand. And, you know, Craig uh, Neff works with me. And him and I worked together for 35 years. He's my dear friend. And, and uh, you know, I couldn't do anything without him, you know. What was the track width on that car? Four foot. Four, foot, four foot's my number, okay? okay? I'm doing another one right now. Guess what it is? Four foot. Is that the one for shorter? Yeah, that's four foot. I'm I, doing another <laughs> one now after that. Four, I was looking four, it on four,
1: Instagram four. this week, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. getting prepared and stuff. And, you know, did you see that one he's building? And it's, it's got Schroeder's dad's original box from, like, 1940?
0: Forty six. It 46? was a, Gordon Schroeder's, one of his—he built, he built uh, two steering boxes uh, for Indy and uh, for the Blakely Special. And that's the one—that's uh, the backup unit. And the other one's in the car that they still own.
1: I remember years and years ago when I was building that— I was gonna build a thirty six Ford pickup, and I had everything mocked up and chassis done. It like Schroeder Cal steering was yeah, the the, the Tijuana Hooker was. I was basically building something like that, and you know, but a Schroeder like that was like
3: yeah, yeah. And now yeah,
1: now he's building one for
0: Schroeder with the written like
1: yeah. But he's my dear buddy. Well, okay, okay. these soft flexes
0: like it's just come out. (laughs) Well, it's to the point I talk to him every day. That's wild. A- and, uh, you know, Ashley and Corey have, uh, go out there, and they've stayed out there. And it was really cool because they used to have a Wednesday night uh, shop party. every, and, and, man, anybody who was anybody, any of the old guys, the IndyCar guys, was there, yeah. you know, and they would be there. And just, I mean, so much history. And uh, we're making it pretty cool. I'm going to have that for the Roadster show in, in, uh, in February. That's uh, going to be cool. Man, you know, another raw aluminum car. I and- mean, but I just... I just like that, like that feel, and that look of just—you can't cheat it. That's what it is. Right. Oh, you can't and, cheat it at all. I mean, it's just there's nothing hiding there.
2: There's a, if there's a little there's a little devit right there. So what? So what? Yeah, that shorter box was for me, like it like changed the whole course of like hot rodding and fabrication. That was 2002. I started doing a model A sedan. Two door sedan, and that was like that was the given. I'm finding You're building it around that. Yes, box. I'm finding yep. that. Yep. And uh, you know, I learned later that like how terrible the bump steer is when you don't. Oh, it's when, horrible. You, when you don't, <laughs> do, when you don't do what Troy did, you know, and actually right. correct it, and make that crazy linkage. Yeah, yeah, man, nothing looks cooler. Like, yeah. And I don't even know where I got the inspiration from. Back. I mean, I must have just been looking at sprint cars, and there was a handful of like, well, rat rods. If out you back had then, a
0: sprint but, car, you had to have one. And just like the sub, you don't see no arm or nothing. That's all inside the body. That goes. It's inside the body, inside the motor compartment, and everything. You know. And then it comes out near the front with a little bubble. You know. I remember going to uh,
1: uh, Indy for Vintage Week. This was probably early um, two thousands, two thousand three, two thousand four, something like that. And that at that point, being you know, really big into the, you know, nostalgic, you know, rods and customs and and kind of coming up with stuff that way. And then going there and you're, it kind of blew your mind because that was the first time I'd ever like seen any of that stuff in person of all these vintage race cars. Mm -hmm. And you're looking at like, these fucking hot rod guys don't know what the fuck they're doing. Like this is the reason people are emulating this kind of shit is because it was, you know, that was a, obviously it sounds very simple and stupid to say, but that was kind of the turning point of like, Oh, so you guys are copying what these guys have been doing yes. since the, you know the 40s yes. and stuff and seeing i remember like it was yesterday you know, you're walking through the pits i'm sure you've been to the vintage week at md and stuff and you're walking through all the grass and stuff and there's just cars everywhere all kinds of different crazy stuff and walk underneath this tree there's one pickup truck and one open trailer and there's an all original miller race car there you know and it's one guy in an old school lawn chair and he's in full white cover-offs Right, and I went up and started talking to him, and he's had that car since he had it built. He's like, he was, at that point was like ninety two years old and still racing this thing. Yeah, and you're looking like,
2: at, if he were alive, today, he'd be like a hundred and forty, huh? <clears throat> the-
1: yeah, something like that. This is only two thousand two. <laughs> you're talking. About, I <laughs> I know you're. <laughs> just a dig at me. I'm. He's got less gray hair than I do, and well, it's already pissing me <clears> off. <throat> but you're seeing that <laughs> stuff, and you're and you're looking at all the. I'm bringing this full circle, but you're looking at all that stuff of. We've talked about this before, of an actual used vintage race car, and how much inspiration you can get off of yeah, it. Yeah. And then in our world, you're trying to build, you know, mm-hmm. new stuff with a nod to some of that stuff, and you're trying to replicate. But it, you can never
0: replicate right. used racing. Right. I tell you what, if you think the the parts are cool, talk to the old guys that had the cars, and I've got some great stories about those guys. But I mean, just. Uh, they, they, you know, right out of World War Two, they were never told they couldn't do something. They didn't know any better. You know, I mean, anything they made was an invention. You know, so every little piece they made, I mean, it's hard to do an invention anymore because everything's pretty much covered. And those guys were uh, nobody ever said, "Oh, you can't do that." They just, they just, just did it. You know,
1: like cowl steering. Like yeah. nobody said, yeah. "You can't right, you can't right angle it yeah. and just yeah. run it out wherever you yeah. want to." They yeah. just,
2: nobody was like. If you hit a bump in the road the car is going to you know change lanes and it's a race car who cares <laughs> but it, yeah, there's but, no lanes so like minor details because yes, the yeah. fact that it like actually worked yeah you know, i can a put a wider motor yeah, in that, there and not I, have to work yeah they just came
0: cool. back from world war ii they said good that'll remind me of the tank i used to ride in <laughs> you know i mean it didn't matter i mean right. it's so, so getting shot at. those guys that lived through everything you know and you're going to scare them with little bumps steer. <clears> yeah you know i mean i i'll tell you a quick story about that i mean uh when I did the SoCal Streamliner, I, I built that. And, you know, the remake, it was it was destroyed also. But uh, it was driven by Dean Batchelor, who uh, became a, a really world-renowned uh, uh, automotive uh, journalist. Still a lot of books out about him. He died uh, 20 years ago. But uh, he was a bomber pilot in World War II. And he was shot down over Germany, and it was a prisoner of war. And in the 70s, him and his wife went back to Germany and went through the BMW plant on a tour. And he was doing some writing at the time. And some little German uh, intern said, So, Mr. Bachelor, have you ever seen our BMW plant? He says, Only from 10,000 feet. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, who's got those stories? Uh, Yeah you know, th- those guys, another Phil Remington, uh, Phil Remington. I mean, if you've seen Hart or, or uh, Ford versus Ferrari, that was Phil Remington was, was the mechanic. And I mean, he was behind Gurney for 40 years. He was, uh, behind, uh, uh Carol Shelby. I mean, he's, he was the man. He was a good friend of mine. I redid a car, a remake of his car. Uh, the, it was the Remington. It's kind of a cover router journal, just like the God, I'm tired of talking about me. Why don't you talk about me for a while? <laughs> no, I mean, I'm talking about... both. That's stream,
2: the so hey, streamliner?
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, Phil was telling me, we, we had a party for them at the NHRA Museum. For Phil, what was it, his 90th birthday or something, Ashley? 90th birthday party. And uh, he was up talking, and Dan Gurney, they're, they're like Abbott and Costello, I mean, just great comedians together. They'd worked together for over 40 years. And he said, remember this is uh, gurney said remember phil we were over in europe in the 60s and we were racing and nobody would help us over there and he said we needed the piece of aluminum and why well, why don't you tell him what you did phil he says Well, you know <laughs> i uh walked out uh, i took my tin snips and walked out and found a piece of aluminum and brought it back and and uh, he's a bright red piece of aluminum and uh, Greeny says, "What well, what was that piece of aluminum out of?" It? He says, "Well, it was out of some man's bright red Ferrari. He cut the guy's <laughs> hood, <laughs> 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 brought it back to the pits, and they made a part out of it. <laughs> you know, who's who's? I mean, we'll never have those stories. No, there's nothing we can do to, do for those. Like you said, they weren't afraid of anything. They were not afraid of nothing. And I mean, just the stuff with Phil. I mean, he was my dear buddy, and I mean, I, I still miss him every day. But those guys, when I was building." When they found out I was building a remake of their car, uh, whether it be Alex Exidius or Phil, they sent me their original timing tags for that car I was building at that time. And, I mean, I does Doesn't
2: Paul Atkins have the
0: SoCal Streamliner now? Yeah. Yeah. He bought
2: it. It That was shocking. We walked into Paul's shop. where We fly out there, me and Josh, to pick up a a little survivor we did that Paul— did a little bench seat and some door panels.
0: Yeah, you'd never think you'd see that. Thing, and I'm just yeah.
2: thinking, like, you know, Paul, I know Paul's out like in the sticks as yeah. far as I'm concerned. And we come walking and I'm like, What the fuck? Yeah. Like, this is just <laughs> yeah. this is just sitting here. Does anybody he... know this is here? Like Yeah, I couldn't believe he called me and
0: wanted it, you know. I mean, yeah. I just it's just a big old car for me. I mean, I didn't want it, you know. Is that the what brought about the Beast Four redo? Uh, they came to me, uh the NHRA Museum. And um, they wanted to, you know, recreate what they had there. So um, I flew out and looked at the few pieces they had, and um, we struck a deal and built for. That's I. We, we just seen that a couple of months ago. I love that car. I mean, it's just so. I
1: was reading the story on replicating the color. Hollenbeck painted that one, right? Didn't he? Yes, yes, he did. And uh, I, you it's something you take for granted, like when you're doing a uh, you know recreation especially if something that old there's you know you can't really Google a lot of things no, you know can't. about that no. and uh going through pictures they're having trouble trying to replicate the color you know um or making sure that the color was I guess true to thing yes and looking, at it it was all different colors and in, in different pictures but then started looking at other cars that they kind of knew the color and seeing how that changed and be yep. like and came across as it's crazy the amount of you know, work
0: oh they did he did a great job and, and then Eric Reyes did the lettering on it and it just that was a fun project you know and and those people um you know they they're just thankful that somebody you know will will do something like that i mean is it the original car no uh, none of those cars are the original cars but this is the closest thing i can do where you could walk up and touch something that you know like that's what it, felt like you know or whatever you know so no i'm i'm and i'm the first to tell you no it's not original but y'all did that one in some stupid deadline too didn't you i everything i do is a stupid deadline <laughs> <coughs> <That's laughs> i don't, i mean
2: what kind of time is in something like that golden so that wasn't
0: much you know i we've been known to do those well under a year really and then like sometimes i say i paint around my feet when i go in my shop see how much i move in a day you know because i just can't get it going you know I got a thirty two Ford Roadster, a full fendered car I want to do for myself and God, I'd almost rather take an ass beat and then work on that. <laughs> I mean, I I I find myself <coughs> I got this streamliner in my head and I'm not gonna be happy till I build it. And I got it, you know. I got a couple more cars I gotta do.
2: So how, did, how does a project like that start? You have this vision and these cars are so that's it's it. so over this the, the vision. But creating something from scratch, that's tough. Right. Is that you get four wheels, two wheels, set a wheelbase, stand back, and look that's at it?
0: A, that's exa- I build every car off a tire. Your, your tire on any car can determine the car, you know, because I, I have nothing set. You know, I mean, you, it'll set your width and your length. And, and uh, so whenever you can get a tire, and if, you, if you're looking to, you know, uh, recreate something, you know, we spent hours and hours blowing up pictures. Just to get a tire size. And once you get that tire size, once you get that tire, you're on your way, you know.
2: And then is it into, are you starting to cut pieces of wood? Do you make a book? Or are you just jumping right into them? and just just making frame rails? I start making
0: frame rails. Yeah, I mean, I start, that's what I did when I did the, uh, the sub. I went out in the back building. One of the guys says, what are you doing? I says, we're going to build a frame. I just carried a big old piece of chrome molly in there. And uh, we started going to town you know but there's no plans i mean
1: well we've 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 talked about this and i've asked this from other um you know artistically minded guys and creatively minded guys i'm I'm always interested because there's everybody's got a different path is that that picture in your mind that that idea how crystal clear is that vision at the beginning or is it is it you know a little foggy or a little hazy but enough to get going and then as you're Going, it starts clearing up. Well,
0: things clear up. I yeah. mean, uh, no, I'm I'm a ready, fire, aim. That's how I. I mean, just get jump in there and get going, and then we'll figure it. Out. It drives my son-in-law crazy. He's an engineer and he's like right to the point on everything, and I'm like, God, just the opposite, you know. But hold it, get, it, hold it up, stand back, look at it, look at it, move it, it over yeah. a little bit, oh, yeah, move it over, cut that hey, off, you, throw you, that away. You
2: can't tell me though you haven't leaned on him to be like, eh, can you? Draw me up something for this. Or? Oh, well, I
0: I've dealt with uh, you know Tom Taylor's been a friend of mine forever, and uh, I've always had Tom do stuff, and you know he's getting old too. You know he I don't ask people anymore. You know I and, and now I I got the stuff in my head. The the other and the next car I'm doing I've got a little one ten offie for it, and I'm making all the frame rails and everything's gonna be riveted. All the, all the rails will be riveted together, and and uh, just. I will send you some pictures. It's, I'd love to see it's that. It's the it's the craziest thing I've ever ever. I just hope I'm this as good as I think I am because <laughs> <laughs> if not, I'm making a hell of a mess. No, it'll be fine. It'll Do you be have fine.
3: to up your skills on some of these to or learn new stuff to keep every the
0: every day, every day. Going? every day. I mean,
3: you Do know, you, I, you outthink your capabilities.
0: Oh, every day. I mean, I I'm you know I'm not. You know, I'm not educated in, you know, in being an engineer, but, you know, I can screw up enough stuff to make something work, you know. You just keep doing it, you know.
1: Oh, we've uh, we touched on a little bit, but <clears throat> the stuff that you've done, I mean, like you said, it's not the original car. It's the recreations on right. some of this stuff, and it's reimaginations of some of these. But the ability to – the craftsmanship is over the top, obviously. that That okay. goes without saying. But the okay. ability to capture the – Living in that era, I mean, from exactly. the small little edges and finishes and stuff like that, or whatever. I mean, to, I mean, uh, brushing a piece of angle on the aluminum, and you know, it gets a little darker on the in the corners, and the way you stuff that stuff is. I know, I'm speaking from experience when we've yeah. tried to replicate like something that was older and original mm-hmm. race car and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You you're one of the few, if not the only, that I've been able to see. Like even you know, hockey tape wrapping some different stuff or whatever. There's oh, things you noticed that. They're oh, right. I, uh, and you're looking at stuff. And you're like. It just Fuck! It doesn't look it like he did sold. that. It looks like it's been there since the '40s. Yeah.
0: You know. Good. Then we then we won. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we it, won. That's it, what we yeah, yeah. So I mean, those things don't go unnoticed, and it's. Oh, it, thank it's, you. It's, I, I appreciate that. And your comment about remembering that car. I mean, I don't even remember being at cobalt Hall. So you're doing a hell of a lot better than I am. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh it, it, it's it been fun, and and the comments we've got have always been good. Yeah. I mean, very very seldom. You know, you're always going to get some more. I mean, I. Guy walked up to the sub. He said, what oh, come it's only got one door in it? I put, I said, I put a door in it for every seat. Oh, okay, and he walked away, you know. I mean, how many <laughs> doors should I have on the thing? What fit? do you think the judges would have thought about that at Kobo? Oh, uh, 4.5 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, oh, yeah, no, It no. wasn't painted. That's <laughs> <Best> under construction. <laughs> oh, wait. Wait a minute. It was at um, everything I did, all those cars, was always in the Ford booth at SEMA. That's winning mm-hmm. right there. Yep. Yep. And sure. I always won the Ford Design Award. Um, am I talking too much about myself? No, yeah, no I don't know. not okay. at all. So anyway, it's, that's the whole point of being a guest. <laughs> uh, you got to do it, the talking. It, it makes me uneasy. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, uh, we always won the best, you know, best of show or whatever the bronzes. But um, somebody told me that sh- that you need to take it for that other award. And they then they came to me. There was another award there. And I said, I don't want to do that. Oh no, you gotta do it. So here was a bunch of judges around it and I knew the one guy because he was a car show guy. And he, I heard him say, doesn't have an interior in it. There's no wiring, there's no gauges. It doesn't have glass everywhere. It's not painted. I'm thinking, why in the hell do I have it here? <laughs> you know? And, uh, and they just like you said, you can't force they, them. They give me some
2: little cheesy award. And under the under construction award or something like that that's <laughs> <Best> unfinished <laughs> or
0: least unfinished right. or most unfinished I don't know but anyway uh, I just <laughs> set it on the chair I didn't care about it I didn't I don't really like them at the awards anyway yeah and uh, the guy come running to me and I say oh you oh, you, oh, oh I finally have found you here I have your award oh, thanks you know <laughs> so I had to take it somewhere else and leave it <laughs> you know but you know the award is like you guys noticing what we do yeah. i mean and it and maybe somebody looks at it and i've seen our stuff i didn't invent nothing on that car but i did perfect it if you look at stuff it's as good as i can do but somebody else will take it and do it even better than i did and that's what i want as long as any the young guys do this yeah and there's some great i mean i i am really impressed with the young guys out there right now i mean the, you know the adam banks you know I mean, oh, yeah. God, you know adam yeah adam, i mean he's a he, humble guy and yeah. just a talented talented dude josh bullock from uh two middle shapings another yeah. guy i mean I, I can go on and on about guys you know they're uh this this trade is uh gonna be great i was worried when i was hearing kids don't want to drive no more Right. I was thinking, like, what the hell is that yeah, about? Yeah, that
2: one took me by surprise. Yeah. Josh was the one that you actually told me about. That. Yeah, like, I mean, you, you, you hear that? Don't want yeah. there. That's on american you know? Right.
0: No. I mean, we knew how many months, days, minutes, seconds before we were 16. Yeah, but I think it's, com- I think it's
1: going to be short-lived, and I have I've, I've Man, even seen I'm it. My son's it. 16, and I saw it at, like, 14 and 15. You know, uh, some of his friends and, you know, even my daughter's friends so like that, You would you would see— it started getting legs of like, oh, I don't care about driving. You know, I'll just Uber, Uber here and I'll be there. And mm-hmm. that was like, good grief, is this what we've got to worry about? But I've seen it now with my son and and a lot of others because it's become so mainstream to feel like that and say, I don't, I'm not worried about driving and I'll just Uber and I'm going to get an EV and I'm going to get this. Then you've created a whole other counterculture that's yep. pushed away and been like, oh, fuck that, I want I want yeah. a big box Chevy. I want me to Is yeah. loud and yeah. obnoxious to pull away because everybody, I mean, psychologically, you can break all this car stuff down to everybody wants to kind of be a little different. Everybody wants to feel like they fit in. Everybody wants to, mm-hmm. f- or feel like they don't fit into this crowd. They want to let everybody know that I don't agree with whatever it is that you're doing. So I'm going to show you through my car. Mm-hmm. These are my, these are my world views. you know, and I, you're seeing that a lot now in the younger generation too, of being like, you know, yeah, like we said, everything comes back around. They wanna look at I, I hope
0: I hope you're right. I mean I had a kid that worked for me, he's twenty six years old. He don't he don't drive. But one time he had a thousand dollars. He builds
3: cars for a living?
0: Uh he sanded pieces for a living. <laughs> he sanded parts. But um he didn't want no part about a car, but he he had a thousand dollars. He went and bought two uh uh Darth Vader lightsabers. Mm. As, hey, I those, said, those I said, pretty, were they real lightsabers? Or I like said that is, is going to drive the women crazy right there. You don't <laughs> never need to drive as long as you got two of those, buddy. Good thing you got two lightsabers. <laughs> You're going to be beating them off with lightsabers. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> yeah. So, I, but it, it, that's a conversation that never come up in our generation. I mean, you hear that, and I think even the big three was worried about it. You know that right. kids don't want to drive. That's why they. Got all the really cool electronics and everything in the cars.
1: You know, I mean. Well, speaking of the big three, we've glazed right over the part where you were building displays for Ford Motor Company. Yes, that was how, fun.
0: How did that come about? And tell us about some of that. I think I left a part out. I, I did uh, some trucks for Duracon Corporation. And that was in ninety five. I started those. 1995. Um, I did a SEMA project for him. And there was Duraliner, the bedliner company, and we did a GMC and we flamed it, did a bunch of supercharger, and they took it to SEMA, and they they liked they liked being a part of it. And the guy that was a CEO of the place uh, grew up right around the corner. From, I didn't know him, but that's how we had a little common deal that we grew up together, and uh, we did that, and they really liked it. So in '96 or '97, they brought me a brand new. Um, F-150 pickup and we chopped it and just changed all the body. I mean, just, but real, real smooth. I mean, no, nothing that didn't belong there, you know, and, um, made a lot of carbon fiber and that's 1996, you know, so it's kind of on the early part Mm -hmm. of it on the cars. And, um, they took it to SEMA and it won the Ford design award and, not only to do that, but um, Ford noticed him and approached him about buying product from him. They got a multi-million dollar contract, so that's always good for me. And so then we went and built.
2: On that <laughs> yeah,
0: so we went and built about uh, three or four more trucks for them. And then you know everything changes. They get a new uh, CEO, and he comes in and says, "Why in the hell are we paying a, are paying a guy more?" to build trucks then you're paying the CEO so I had to go you know so
3: <laughs> it was
0: it was fine i mean i moved on to uh, and and by then ford was you know asking us uh, questions about doing some we I mean, we started slow did a couple little cutaways and stuff and then it just took off like crazy you know and you just couldn't keep up that's a whole nother world
1: like cutaway engines and at the i've seen some pictures of some of the stuff you've yeah, done they're and cool
0: yeah they're just ridiculous
1: you must
2: have an interesting collection of tools no i don't Do no. is that just like a so. dremel tool with many attachments <laughs> <laughs> or one <laughs> real big sharp hatchet. A ronco uh <laughs> sanding attachment
0: no it, no we have like the basic you know big band saws and, <clears throat> and um, i think the Burkings, i think we got about 12 of them yeah and everything's got its own little
3: deal but I mean, and that drill bit that they sh- have at all the uh, car shows? That you cut license oh, big, plates. Big and dog,
1: make... the, or the big dog guy, that does the drill bit and the, the, the nibbler attachment. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I didn't
0: see one of those, or I have one. <laughs> and uh, uh, Ashley uh, glass beaded every, every. They were completely taken apart, washed, cleaned, everything. Ashley glass beaded everything. Everything was cut, sanded, finished, and um, man, we did a bunch of them. And every year, I mean, and then when the EcoBoost come out, they had a whole brand new line, and man, we did. Uh, serious not not just for i mean we did suffer for to china you know uh, all the european stuff uh, the uh, regional shows i mean air shows i mean
1: that had to be pretty i would assume a fairly satisfying project to be able to to look at something like that you're doing like you're saying faceting every single edge and doing all that but um, it's still there's a lot of parts to it but it's still right
0: well we i had obtainable kids or like light
1: at the end of the tunnel versus i had
0: guys that didn't know anything about cars but they knew about sanding because we taught them. But we were the ones that knew what wh- how we wanted stuff to look. I mean, we did uh, one of the coolest things we did is a motor for Aston Martin, and uh, I did all the internal pieces, and it was a twelve-cylinder, and we did uh, we had all the pistons and the rods and everything, and we would drill holes through the tops of the pistons, and we and then we'd weld uh, to the valves, so it was actually floating on on the pistons that was actually hitting at the at the valve location so every valve would be in a different location you know and uh everything looked like it was working and it was all the internal pieces it was chrome plated and it was in a a a, a beautiful uh onyx background and everything and lit and everything and it was just it was spectacular what do you do about like for (laughs) <laughs> bushings and bearings and stuff like that today we did we did not do the ones where they were turning We okay. didn't want to do but all you do is you put buttons little buttons in them and everything and then you turn the, the uh the uh, starter you know where the starter goes you but uh at that point uh it was alan Malali that was there for ford and he didn't he, he didn't want to see all the painted stuff he says because what's happening is if a guy opens up his motor he says I don't see all that shit in here. I don't see a red and purple and pink and motor. He says, I want to see a raw motor. And they kind of went over pretty good. You know, they, cool. You'd know, have all the different colors because of the, the castings. And steel, to the one would be different. And we were cutting. God, we were cutting. Uh, I think one day uh, the guy did 15 turbos, cut 15 turbos. Which, if you cut a turbo some will cut real nice and some if they if they've tested the motor they'll put a hundred thousand miles on that it'll, it'll be rock hard i mean what's
1: the best lubricant for graining or sanding like aluminum um for like a fine finish
2: if you're like deburring like a casting
1: oh no like like hand sanding if you're putting a, if you're putting a grain in it or you're yeah. brushing or something like
0: that i don't i don't use just all dry
1: really
2: yep
0: you can use water and and, and uh, Dawn soap or something like that or something. But we d- we just sand them dry, you know. I mean, everything, it just changes color on you, you know. And then with raw stuff, if if you get water on uh, on uh, steel or something, you don't dry it, the shit's rusting right. already before you get. So we don't take the chance, you know. And we were doing those motors like, you know, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, New Year's Eve, New Year's. I mean, we worked around the clock. And it was good to see them go it was um it stopped in 2019 when when the covid stuff you know it was it was time and and that stuff's all changed i mean the car show stuff has changed and they're doing stuff virtual and and, you know you know they think people want to see stuff on a computer or something they don't want to touch
2: and nobody really gives a shit what's inside their motor for their I don't I don't hybrid motors electric. in electric I me mean, cut up an electric it yeah. looks like, a, like an um, alternator there's just yeah. a bunch yeah. of wires so nobody knows what yeah. they do
0: we, we cut <laughs> some electric motors up and they were they were they're different you know i mean everything's and and you'd get a few people that would like them and and uh it was neat to see the people that built them would come down there and explain stuff to you but it was you know it was it was an educational thing you know we did a Uh, One of the last ones I did, I did a a Ford of China called me, and um, the guy was superior. I knew he was. He was better than me the minute I started talking to him. You know, how did he sound on the phone? Chinese. (laughs) Uh, uh, So anyway, (laughs) that's good. That's perfect. Okay. Well, you asked me. I'm sorry. (laughs) So anyway, that's awesome. It's the best answer. So anyway, um. He said, "Send me your send me your templates." I said, "There's no templates." He says, "Well, tell me how you cut them." And I said, well, "No, first he wanted me to send him some motors." I said, "I'm I'm not in that position. I I don't I can't do that. Uh, I just I'm just the the flunky, and I'm at the bottom of the barrel." So um, he he was bound and determined I was going to give him a motor, and he wanted it for the Beijing Auto Cho- Show, and it was just like like a week away. Says, do you have a motor and he says no i said you'll never get one and uh, it was really limited i had one sitting on the floor and uh he was just really didn't want anybody to do this but him so i said well good luck and he called me the next day he said okay because uh, he realized he couldn't get it uh, we'll have you do it so that was on a thursday and i think we were started on a friday morning and Monday, Monday, we had it completely done. We had it ready to go into a, to a crate that they had to make the crate. We had took it down to Detroit Metro, the place beside that, and they, they put us like we were, uh, like in solitary confinement. They like watched us and like we were delivering a bomb or something to them, you know. And they went over everything, and then they would build the crate there be, with their wood because they didn't want to send any worms or anything in the to uh, china but um it was funny i think the thing that took me the longest to do in that motor was find all the support pieces whether it be the four and a half inch hole saw that i had to get the bolts everything i had to get i made sure it was in a box that said made in usa when i sent it to him so everything for, everything from from with love you know <laughs>
3: but, that's awesome
0: but you know, but they were good. They were good to they were okay once they realized they couldn't do it or get it get one, you know, and it just wasn't gonna happen, you know. But it was fun, we learned a lot. Um, Ashley worked with me, my daughter, I had I had some great employees and it's, I'm glad it's I'm done with it. You know. It's like I say, you have to keep reinventing yourself. You know, if you keep if I had to keep doing those for thirty years I'd have been really boring.
1: I read an article or saw something the other day that said that every seven years, the human all the cells in a human that's body right. completely change. That's right. So every seven years, you're basically
0: a completely different person. Yep. Yep. And now we're doing the, you know, the, the stuff we're doing is is great. And I mean that's. So tell us about the
1: belly tanker. That's the fra- we we teased it at the very beginning, or whatever. It's the latest and greatest. Latest great. That it just looks sexy. I love the dual exhaust. The way that thing's done. Drops um, on yeah, and, and then
3: well,
2: I just um
3: pull I, it up on the big screen. Yeah.
2: that's yeah. a good idea. Yeah, we have the technology. Yeah, we do. To do these things.
0: You're the brains here, aren't you? Yeah, uh, very, very little. little. Uh, He's 100%. It's not saying much, honestly.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That that kind of sounds a little disrespectful actually. <laughs> <It> sounds <laughs> a, <it> sounds <laughs> very yeah. much disrespectful. Uh, was, there's
0: there's a uh, Carlos. I mean, that's Carl Salinas standing there with it and uh uh, Randy Lorenzen from Hot Rod standing there behind me, and uh, Carl uh, uh, Salinas. You know?
1: Yeah. What's the color on the f- on the frame?
0: It's a military green coating, and that green and black on silver is you know uh, is killer. I mean, it looks old. It looks like and, and what I wanted to do I wanted it to look like what a a kid that just come back from World War Two. That's what he set in for all the time. He was a green and black and 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 silver. You know, that thing is awesome. And it's see, gorgeous. we flattened the bottom of it out. <coughs> you see how it's completely That's flat. If we wouldn't yeah. have did that, right? Uh, Ground it, clearance it, real problem. high. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that thing's only it's not even thirty six inches tall. How's it ride? Like hell. <laughs>
1: yeah, They're
2: no rigid, isn't it? Right there, There's no is. suspension in it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, That is gorgeous.
0: Your suspension's in your ass and your neck, you know? Is that just
1: another one, of vision, just had in
0: your mind? Yeah. Oh, who doesn't See, love a belly yeah, tank? Yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. You, you look at the brakes on the back of it. It's got perimeter brakes on it. You know, and it's got floater hubs like out of a top-fuel funny car and everything. I mean, and the center section's all machined, and I mean, everything is just... Um, Are you,
1: you know, going to run it?
0: No, nope, it's going in a collection in Florida. Really? Yeah, it's going to sit right beside the Golden Sub. Oh, that's cool. He's got Miller's, too. He's got a bunch of them. Really? Yeah, it's going in the Brumos collection. Oh, yeah. okay. And Dan Davis is probably one of the nicest. It's down in movie. what, Jacksonville?
1: Yeah, right Down in Florida, yeah, right?
0: Yeah. And you, you you, ever get down there, you got to go in and see it. The uh, Phil Remington car will be sitting there with it. And um,
1: I've seen pictures of the facility. Look, it looks amazing.
0: Yeah, Look at the frame rails, the shape in the frame rails of it. You know, we were talking about how you, uh, you know, how you make all my pieces. That's I do too, but I put shape in everything, and I I probably use thinner material than you do. I use a hundred thousands, and uh, with all that shape in it, you can thin stuff out. You know, and strength.
2: How do you control it on something that has such a subtle arc and is so? Kinda... Just build
0: a little jig. Yeah. Yeah. You just you know build a jig on it. And when you warp it you w- hope you warp the other side the, the same, same way. way you know <laughs> yeah. it's a vision so it's it's yeah. exactly how i dreamed it <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah but you see the brake oh you can't really i mean we make the brake rotors and everything well you know it has got floater hubs and center sections on the machine the push bar has got a little pin in it so you can you know you ever walk around the back of a truck with a trailer hitch and you hit your oh, yeah. shin on that deal so we there. put that pin in so we can fold it in and pull it out and, you know.
3: Is it harder trying to use today's technology and make something that looks like it's not using today's technology? Oh,
0: I'll work my ass off to do that, you know, to make it take something new and try to mix <coughs> it into something halfway old, you know. Love that rear-end housing. Yes, it's, it's all machined out of a block. My son-in-law does, see that uh, little cover there, that's all machined. My my son-in-law is really good at... at uh, 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 printing, you know, 3D printing stuff mm-hmm. and doing all the, uh, you know, all the numbers for the computers and everything. And then we just get them done. Is you that know? a tumbled
1: finish on that? After yeah.
0: That? Yeah. I, uh, I really like that tumble finish too. It's it, got,
1: it's, a, it's weird, a. if you get up on it close and look, it's got some weird, almost like a Damascus, like way. it, yeah. you know, flatten some stuff you, out. You know,
0: I was thinking uh, an idea for somebody is to do that tumble finish and then anodize it a color maybe
2: yeah. a
1: black or oh, a silver and get some of that light yeah. that catches at yeah. yeah
2: we've done some steering arms that way yeah it's, it's oh, just yeah, yeah, yeah. very yeah. dull yeah. And i did some fuel rails too yeah. it's yeah. cool it's very yeah. dull
0: yeah. yeah oh yeah that's just well the thing is is just you don't follow anybody else right you know you just kind of do what you want to do and just like on that intake each one of those carburetors the intake is machined you know you know like 50000 more so as, it, as it progresses, yeah. yeah. So the, the so that the cover in the back can be tapered also, you know?
2: And when you say you don't follow anybody else, there's no truer statement. Because you look at anybody that's a hot rod builder, anybody in the hot rod industry who is like an icon. I mean, look at Chip Foose. He's phenomenal. Troy Trepan, you're phenomenal. Boyd Coddington, phenomenal. But there's other people that have similar styles. Mm-hmm. Like, your style is exclusively yours there's nothing and the there. federal government from the 1940s <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. but there is nothing else no, no dig that's, <laughs> no, a, that's, that's like, a good thing yeah, yeah. there's yeah. nothing else i can think of that i'm like oh yeah and so and so did one like that and it's pretty cool too right yeah it well, just, well i mean just
0: i didn't invent nothing okay i'm not taking credit for anything but i just try to perfect it you know and it's as good as i can and uh, i know there's people out there a lot better but uh i beat him to the punch Can you imagine sitting in that thing like right
1: there i'm just looking at it right now it's all
0: i can think there's of there's pictures it. we got pictures of it i got in it i got in it
2: <clears> i got in it like i got in yeah. like 30 seconds got out of it in about 4 minutes <laughs> <laughs> i crawled in that little display one we've got out there i almost didn't get out of the damn thing
3: oh i know i would yeah. like yeah, that's yeah that's in his collection some balls that's, back in the day to get in something like that and then it did go down 200 miles yeah. an hour
0: Two hundred miles an hour. Yeah, you can see that. It just like the steering. Yeah, you see the shape and all the cross members and everything. Yeah. I mean, you know, everything's flowing. There's no way you can do that mass production. You're just sitting there.
2: So when, when you fabricate something like that, is that just a cardboard template? You, yes. Yes. Just four pieces. You tape them together. Lay them out and then. That's it. Cut them out on the bandsaw.
0: Cut them out on the bandsaw. You know i just and, and, and like ashley could tell you how many holes is in all that because she sands every one of them you know <laughs> <laughs> just
2: barrel sanding yeah barrel sanding those
0: <laughs> there's no there's no tricks here yeah. you know i mean
3: you know i mean everything is just well, it, tricks the hard work yeah. i think yeah i, I think, think it looks for a shortcut and easy way to do it it's
2: inspirational yeah. because in today's day and age you know i find myself sometimes i get a little <clears> intimidating <throat> intimidated when it comes time to actually building something because everything we do they're so engineered Right? Mm-hmm. That you're worried it's like to do something high end, it has to be engineered, machined, mm-hmm. laser cut. But mm-hmm. I mean, grand. there's tons of machine parts integrated into these, but the, the chassis itself I mean, there's so much just hand, right. hand work. But,
0: but you old-school. can tell the difference between a, a laser cut part and a part cut on a bandsaw. Yep. And I like that feel. It's like the old Ferraris. The old Ferraris, when I restored Ferraris, I was painting a Daytona Spider, you know, 000, 000 and a million-and-a-half-dollar car. And I'm noticing on the side the feature, like an inch-and-a-half-wide feature. I'm sanding it, and it runs through the door, and maybe six, seven inches in the quarter, and five, six, seven, eight inches in the front fender. And I just keep looking. God, something just doesn't look right from side to side. So here's this half-round indentation, and I start measuring from the bottom of the door to where that to the starts. It was indexed that much to the other side. So where this was this way, on the other door, it was up there. And I, t- I said to the owner, is this gonna make you mad? He says, that's the beauty of a Ferrari. I said, what if I made your door skin look like that? He said, I'd sue you. <laughs> <laughs>
3: so, you Perfect know. in its imperfections. <laughs> yeah, 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 well. They and, got away with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, See so those wheels; those are all, um, uh, you know, they're they're uh, uh, Mike Mike Curtis built those, and uh, they're spindle mounts in the front, and uh, I I wanted them look like the back of it, maybe like an old cast uh, Hallibrand or something, yeah. you know, and not not overthought. But it was all shot peened. Yeah, yeah. I just like all that old look. I mean, I you know that wheel looks like it could have been done fifty years ago, and that's. It's
1: easier said than done. So we keep talking about, like you said. I mean, the amount of work that goes into.
0: Well, uh, look at the picture there uh, of the sub setting in the uh, collection there, up to your upper. Yeah. That's the that's the backdrops of uh, that's cool where it's setting. Unbelievable. Yeah, that. I man. mean, how how could it look? I mean, look at the back of the car sitting there at Christmas. It's just I mean, Where else where else could that car go and get you know?
2: When I look at the stuff you've created, you hear so many hot rod builders and so many car builders. They always, they say, "What I did, this is art. We're making art." No, they're not making art. That's art. Like it's my, the only thing I think of that it's, it truly is.
0: My shit's not art. I'm just lucky. Okay, I just, I just make a whole bunch of parts and weld the shit together, and that's how it looks.
1: You know? I, if your shit's not art, you're, Picasso's Her car is sitting in their house. Mm-hmm. That car's sitting indoors, and in everything year, the Christmas tree. Tri- yeah, see, we're all the guys. We're sitting in cars, sitting in the driveway. Art goes inside the house.
2: Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Everybody else is sitting at like the PPG booth at Good Guys Columbus doing the coloring thing. You know when they give you the little—that's what we're all doing. Yeah, he's <laughs> it's like Picasso stuff. Yeah. You know, we're we're colored pencils crayons so you go in the ppg booth yeah, yeah, in color
0: i don't but i'm just saying. You know. <laughs> I was gonna go do something all silver maybe huh aluminum looking yeah there's schroeder's car there you know that's absolutely awesome and all that tu- all that tubing is all you know or it's not you know we make we made everything that was the first frame i made a new frame after that i i just didn't like uh all the rear section so i just made a new yeah, look at the late i, I mean that it. looks like it's being abducted doesn't it <laughs> it does huh well wow. hey i've heard that place is amazing all the pictures i see a- just and he's the crazy. nicest human being he loves cars got a lot of millers he's got more millers than anybody really yeah and, and that's what i was going to talk about you like the millers you know your old front wheel drive millers there was seven thousand hours in those cars to build them seven thousand and they made handmade gearboxes, handmade bodies. They made everything. That was 7,000 for a front-wheel drive, 6,000 hours for a rear-wheel drive, you know, because they didn't have all the But uh, uh, Gary Schroeder was telling me that uh, he was, uh, they used to have uh, the Gilmore uh, racetrack before it was closed, they used to have a, a deal there. And he, uh, his mom and dad were friends with Myron Stevens, who was a fabricator for Harry Miller. And uh, he was telling that, uh, not, yeah, not only would I build the body, but then I'd build a frame, but he did everything. I mean, he would do everything. I'd, I painted it and all this. Stuff. But he started talking about building exhaust. And he said that uh, the exhaust took him 17 days to build. And I said, God, that's crazy, you know? He said, yeah, but if you look at a miller, as it comes out of the port, it does a real hard turn. But then it starts tapering. So, that's what Schroeder he said. He said, "God, isn't seventeen days isn't that a lot?" He says, "Well, they had to make the tubing first.
1: He had to hand, he had to hand. so he had to
0: hand make every piece of tubing." He says, "Towards the end, I got it down to thirteen days." What was all that yeah. clamshelled and then just hammered, gas welded, and he just was never told he couldn't do it. And I mean, but then you hear these guys today. Oh, I've got. Twelve thousand hours in a car then you're an idiot because you got cnc equipment and everything
1: yeah. and you bought the wheels and you bought the
0: motor and transmission yeah. and yeah. you bought the chassis yeah. yeah you better speed it up bud <laughs> 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 no i mean stuff to me is only worth so much yeah you know but anyway so those are the pictures of the schroders i mean you see the steering box in there and and uh, yeah hey see the see the steering yoke uh come yeah come down a little bit uh, one more that is off a a p38 oh really yeah that's an original and in the in the buttons it says bombs in it and there's a machine gun trigger in it too and i said somewhere in this world there's one of those p38s Mm -hmm. with a pair of channel locks on the steering (laughs) 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 wheel but i mean if that thing could talk to you and, and and you know I didn't want to restore that steering wheel it could have been restored yeah but at what point i mean look what it would lose i mean look at the little looks like it's actually got bite marks in it or something you know think
1: about the emotions that went through the people that have held that steering
0: wheel and what he was and what he and what he went through and what he did and what he was worried about and everything you know
1: that's pretty crazy
0: but i always found the parts i always had people that go out there and the more of those cars i did and the more people found out I did them, the more shit cost me. I mean, of course, that's a $5,000 <clears> yoke right there, you know? Now how
1: do you explain, going back to the car show thing, that guy that, that judge is looking at it. The guy, well, the steer- I, I
0: wouldn't let him judge it. I, I wouldn't the steering let steering wheel's
1: judge. kind of messed up. Like that's I don't yeah. get it. It's like it's
0: yes it is. Yeah, you know
2: no. I'd say yeah, thank you. <laughs> and the other the guy the guy who beats you he machined one that matches his wheels. You know? <laughs> and his belt buckle. <laughs> 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 yeah, uh, well
0: I mean to me that's everything and and just uh, every piece of old. I mean the seat belt was out of an old bomber. And then we had Sid Chavers. I don't know if you know Sid, the upholster yeah. in California. My dear friend, 35 years. He just did a car for Ashley and Corey.
2: He did a car for us years ago. Oh, he's a uh, 33 little track nose. Nobody's, no nobody's
0: better. Nobody's better. But he did it, the seat in that. All it is is a little pad, but it was an old duffel bag. A World War II duffel bag that was a new old stock duffel bag. And he cut a section out of it and made a little pad for the seat. And I mean, that's, that's all I want. And I don't want to try to out-trick anybody or, you know, I mean. Uh, the, the minimalist thing is. I, I, like the 57 Chevy out there, that that thing just makes my heart race. <laughs> just because it's just so, and if that thing could talk to you.
3: Yeah, yeah. you know? know
0: where it's been, what it's where done. Where it's been, just, just let me know what you've lived through, you know. But
2: Yeah, the stories are cool.
0: Yeah, I just, um, anyway, it's been fun. I mean we had fun doing it and and i'm gonna keep doing it as long as i can you know i kind of feel like i'm circling the drain a little bit more every day here you know as i get older but i keep moving well yeah i, I do but there's boy, there's days you just kind of wonder you know
2: oh you say that and you look at like you know, all the young guys and there's some super talented guys oh i i man i
0: i i can't agree with uh, you more about them guys
2: uh, yeah but you know in the same breath nobody's doing what you've done. You know it, you like to think that it's progressing and that guys are getting better and there's all yeah, this up-and-coming talent. Yeah. But there's also nobody's going to do what you've done.
0: Do you, know, do you know what I wish the young guys would do, though? Is be thankful for the old guys and go talk to them. Right. And, I mean, this might sound stupid and everything. If you can talk to a guy that was in World War II or the Korean War, go do it. Because we're losing them every day. Yeah. But they really got some cool stories. And, I mean, like I told you, we'll never replace those people or the stories. No. And to me, they're the backbones. And I think every car I do is just a tribute to them guys. Well, their hard work and sacrifice is what's made us so weak today. Is make us the morons we are today. And, I mean, (laughs) none of this is about me. I mean, and I... Once I'm done with them, I want to get rid of them. I mean, I want them cars out of there. Go out and do what you need to do. Go sit in museums and go do, you Inspire know. other people. I hope so. Yeah. I mean, that's, and I, I I hope some young guys pay attention, you know. I mean, it isn't about going, winning awards or, or going. Uh, uh, I, I have problems about signing autographs, too. Um, like I told you, I've been through cancer um, more than once. different Different forms of cancer. And I had a little Indian doctor save my life more than once, and he doesn't sit around and sign autographs. He goes and saves somebody else's life. So if you think something that I'm is minimal is what I am doing is worth an autograph, you need to get out more. You There's know?
1: no second place trophies in 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 that in no. those types of surgeries. No,
0: not at all. No, no, you <laughs> no, and I mean, like I say, I mean okay, plumbers have conventions. Do they set around sign autographs? You know I mean?
2: Or whatever else. I mean, they've just
0: kind of made a joke of it.
2: I, yeah. To t- me. I mean, TV kind of, like, idolized some, the hot yeah. rod community a little bit. I, I say big-time car wrestling. You know, when they go on <laughs> yeah. and start
0: throwing shit, and then they should have came to my shop 20 years ago and seen some of the... <laughs> I used to have all the, the local uh, police and, and the... FBI and the um, oh, the undercover drug guys come to my shop and some of the stuff that went on there you know just were they invited
3: or they just had to no they <laughs> were my buddies I mean they they were all
0: car people and I mean they like seeing the stuff you yeah know? one night they uh, all went down to Detroit there was seven of them and and uh, they were all armed they were walking through all the back alleys of Detroit from the parking lot to their to their car, and one of them said, "Where's a bad guy when you want one?" <laughs> they were like, <laughs> "There was seven of them, you know," yeah. but be- uh, but they were all car guys, you know. So it, it was fun.
1: Well, Dan, it's been great. We got a we got a couple of standard questions that we ask every single guest. Okay. Um, first up, what was your very first
0: car, and a story about that car? An Opal. Opel Opel Cadet, no GTs. <laughs>
3: I'm, it's like a mini corvette.
0: <laughs> no, it wasn't one of those. I had a matter of fact, it was so bad it was called an old pile. I mean, it, the floor <laughs> I was rotted out local so you cadet could that is. And when you hit when you hit the brakes, it, find out. it it the seat did that, it moved around and um, I actually had uh, I was going to paint it metal flake purple. And uh, I went and bought two bags or of metal flake purple and it came in a bag at the time. I bet you don't have anything that ugly. What year? Oh, probably about a 63 or 62.
3: It's like a foreign version of a Nova.
0: Yeah,
2: it's like Right a about Nova. there. That's about like A miniature yeah. Nova. It's yeah. like a mini 63 Nova. Yeah. It's already mini. So anyway. There's a little Amphicar yeah. thrown in. Well, <laughs> I, so I had
0: all that metal flake in, in the two bags. I never got around to paint it, but I just threw them up on the dash and I don't know whatever happened, but the bags broke open. And you know those things you get at Christmas with the snow in them? Yeah. Sure. When you turn the heat on, that's what everybody felt like in the car. The, the metal flake was going <laughs> Same everywhere. Same thing happens you feel you like the strip you, club, too. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going to say, it, it's, you're like, you're always coming home with a stripper, you know? <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's a good excuse. Where do you even find a car like that? I mean, what f- from what region does that car hail? in opal? It was in Michigan. I
0: mean, it was a piece <laughs> of shit. I mean, I, I paid $75 for it. And hmm. it, you know. set like a.
3: The metal flake purple would have made it a little bit more kind of undercover so you weren't as noticed. You wouldn't have noticed
0: it, would you? Yeah. It looked like Barney threw horrible? up all it like over a, it, you that's know? That's an English card. Right? Car, right? Where's
3: uh, German.
2: German.
0: Look at them little beady headlights on it.
3: Wow. We see where you got your love for the short wheelbase and narrow. That's a a four-foot track (laughs) with them, isn't it? Is (laughs) everything based off the Opal Cadet? Like it burned in? We found the secret. (laughs) You
0: know what? I'm starting to believe that you guys wish you wouldn't ask me that
3: question.
2: (laughs) It was
0: all going really well.
3: Yeah, Yeah,
2: you you blew that one, Dan. (laughs) We can edit that part out. Yeah, Yeah, that'll be a
3: good one. (laughs) We say that
1: a lot. None of it gets edited out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Favorite car movie and why?
0: Um, I think I liked, um, what is it, the, you know, the one everybody likes, uh, senior moment here.
2: American Graffiti.
0: American Graffiti. You know, just to senior the 40 time. times you watch it, and then sure. you say, I I know it by heart, now I'm not yeah. going to, it was pretty good, I think, you know.
2: Yeah. I, I don't, uh, yeah, that was probably American Graffiti. So you're, yeah. you're a Deuce Coupe guy, then you're at Milner's Coupe, posted, yeah. Felf is 55. Yeah. Been. Yeah, that was a neat car, yeah. yeah.
1: Best piece of advice that you've ever received?
0: Don't ever touch my goddamn metal again, or I'll break your hand. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and who gave you that advice?
0: Harold Gilbert, the guy that when I was working in the body shop, he would metal finish everything, and I stood there and watched. Remember, keep in mind, he was five foot three, and I'm some big dumb six-foot kid there standing and looking at him watching him do it he metal finished all over took and run my hand over it and uh, i had my paint sticks. i was painting something and uh he's come here he said i need your sticks and i just dumb asked me i handed them to him he says give me your hand and i hand he just sort of swatting the shit out of my hand you know and that's what he told me but <laughs> that's a good that's a good piece of advice yeah no i have you I, ever I, told anybody that no now, nobody, nobody cared to do that. That's too much work. That's hard on you, you know? Yeah. But, uh, no, I, I think the best advice uh, anybody told me was do what you like and just do the best, you know? And I, you know, and my, my line is, I would rather be the world's best stitch digger than the world's worst doctor. You know, I mean, if if you're good at what you do, doesn't matter what you do, do what you're best. That's good. That good. is. And I'm not the best at this. <clears throat> I just, um, I do the best I can do, and I can hide my mistakes quicker than
2: anybody else, you know? <laughs> so. You don't have a lot of room to hide them, though. Yeah, so not, not much There's not a of lot. Choice, <laughs> <right>? <laughs> I, can, I
0: can't bury them in mud either, no. can I? <laughs> no. no, Can't bury
1: them in the interior? If no. metal <laughs> finish both sides right. of the panels? Yeah.
0: But, I mean, that's something that people remember. Oh, yeah. I mean. You've made your mark, that's for sure. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. I didn't try. I mean, I just did what I liked. And uh, matter of fact, the next one, two, three cars, if I do a streamlining for myself, the next st- three cars won't be painted. And it's it's kind of sad in a way because I've got some really great friends that are really great painters. And I told them, I am not single handedly trying to put you out of business. I mean, I'm just trying to go another direction here, you know? Right. And they understand. I mean, Jeremy, I just talked to Jeremy from Lucky Strike, and he loves what I'm doing, and, you know, he's always praising me, but he's probably behind my back telling me I'm a dickhead, but, you know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, we need to take that sub and do some, like, hot pink and carbon graphics on it with some oh, of yeah, that'd be characters. Oh,
3: yeah, that Yeah. Maybe he well, could do the helmet for you. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, no kid. Um, Cora, my son-in-law just made a really cool... Uh, a hat out of aluminum like a Stetson and polished it man is that cool yeah I saw that for that was yeah trophy for the rock wasn't it yeah 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 the, the gathering at the rock yeah. which is another great uh, event to do if We've you gotta do, do that yeah you need to do that and the roads show show like I say uh John Buck and Kevin Va- uh Doyle are the best you know but uh yeah I was thinking where they had around the the fairgrounds for a day and uh probably leave a mark around here where it just burnt you like a yeah. welding burn you yeah, know a little warm a little warm yeah
1: well dan it's been great thank you we, we appreciate, appreciate it it's been I appreciate a Appreciate you
0: inviting me down you know absolutely man
3: yeah it's been a good time
2: been awesome you were at the top of our list really you're a humble guy i know well, you were you were scratching your head when you showed up and why the hell these guys want me I out said why we <laughs> look,
0: <laughs> look at these guys they got it together and they want <laughs> me here oh man you yeah you've been, got been very inspired cool by what
2: you do uh, always a huge fan and still well, forever a lot to me forever burned into my mind is is your well, craftsmanship
0: so that's what i want to hear from the young guys not not just me but somebody else i mean some of the other great guys you know and they're out there you know just um, you know they take take the time to praise the people that deserve the praise you know right and um, and then I don't know what we do with the ones that don't. I mean, I... <laughs> give them a TV show. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You can cut. That's the best way to end it. You can cut that out. <laughs>
1: uh, Been awesome. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the Oil & Whiskey Podcast with The Roacher Shop, and Ironclad original. If you like the show, be sure to leave us a rating and a review. Make sure to check out our new Oil & Whiskey Podcast YouTube page where all the brand new videos and all the old videos are at. Thanks again to our guest, Dan Webb. We'll see you again next week.